brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to the uh, Varside Pubcast. Here we are in uh, 2023 and um, things haven't really got any better. So we'll, we'll come on to that. Uh, with us tonight is myself, Andy and uh, Lee. How are you doing, mate? Uh, well, I would say okay, but an awful lot has happened uh, since... <laughs> We last did a pod, um, and uh, some serious reflection is needed. Um, it's one of those things, I think, that um, makes you kind of sort of revise a lot of what you thought of. Um, but um, equally, I suppose we're going to need to sort of try to be as objective as we can. Um, the football is almost incidental, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think it really is. It's... Um... Being objective is quite hard at the moment, isn't it? Because mm. on uh, social media, on Twitter, I think we're seeing um, a bit of a groundswell of anti-Enoch uh, rhetoric going on. And mm. I, I just feel that <clears throat> this either kind of reaches uh, a tipping point for something to happen, or it will be diffused by um, us managing to hammer Palace and beat Arsenal, if you know what I mean. It could be... Yeah. Also One way or the other, it's going to make mugs of us. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into this, but um, mm. um, I, I, ha I have a, a particular stance at the moment, which we've discussed in the WhatsApp thread, um, which is highly um i suppose dependent on a very short frame of time on what might happen soon which will either define or not define things 
and um so i'm I'm kind of looking forward to having this discussion and um and 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 for you to sort of put me in my place really and and tell me where where uh where i'm going wrong yeah well uh, i'm sure you'll do the same actually but let's (laughs) um let's first just review um the games that we've just had uh Mm -hmm. brentford and villa um and in fact there was a game uh a friendly um I think it was just before Christmas against Motherwell. I don't know whether you saw it. It was a. Um, I I didn't see it at the time. Um, I looked at the result. I was out actually. I I went to see Back to the Future and the musical, which by the way is very very good. If you okay. Haven't seen it. I did actually go up to Scotland for uh, for Christmas and uh, went to see Motherwell play Kilmarnock, and uh, oh, wow. it was okay. a really bad game. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my uh, but my other part of my family are all from that area and they're all motherwell fans um, oh, right. so uh yeah I, I, you know i i, I uh, it would have been nice to have seen that game um but um but we we, we you know looking at it we we pretty much trounced them didn't we really we yeah we did and what was really in, what was really interesting about there were, there were two things really interesting about that game one was that um and i think this slightly leads on to stuff that we'll probably talk about a little bit later um, but he was playing Harvey White in a striking role, which I found mm-hmm. incredible. Um, yep, I d- didn't yep. even realize why he was doing that. Um, and he obviously started Jed Spence, yeah, and Jed Spence yeah. played the entirety of the game, mm-hmm. and he was amazing. He was just up and down the pitch, he was good defensively, offensively, really strong and powerful, impressive. And I, I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this because of everything else that's been going on this season, when you see that happening and Conte's there, he's on the sidelines at Hotspur Way, mm. and you think, why aren't you picking this guy for games? Why aren't you just bringing him on for 10 minutes, if, if anything? I just... I mean, in in, in his defence, um, and uh, and again, I, I'm looking forward to the to and fro on on this issue. Actually, um, it's Motherwell, and Motherwell are like a League Two club. Yeah, and you know, in and like on when we play on on the weekend when we're going to play Portsmouth, we should be playing players like that and Saar and 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 you know and and yeah. and Kiel and etc. Because you know that they, they, they are good enough, and they were going to give the rest of the team a rest. And of course, uh, during that period when we played Motherwell, a number of our players were still at the World Cup. Exactly. You yeah. know, so so the, 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 you know there are mitigating reasons why. Mm. Um, you have to, for me, uh, again, I'm maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but you have to kind of um, uh, trust Conte. Uh, I know, I know. Maybe a number of people don't, and there's maybe you know scant reason to trust him, considering how terrible some of the games have been. But um, he, he, you know, he he is one of the world's elite coaches, and he is uh, a proven winner. And okay, uh, at the moment he's not proving much to us, but we haven't given him the tools. And uh, and this is what I think we need to we need to explore a bit more a bit later on. But but so so you know going going back to the sort of when you mentioned Jed Spence, yeah, I you know I can't argue with that. I think Jed Spence uh, deserves a run out, and and we need to see whether he can or can't do it. 
um, uh, at this point and whether he is one for the future or one for now. Um, but basing it upon Motherwell, I don't think that's really a true barometer. No. Saying that, though, Sanchez played and he looked like Bambi on ice, as he normally does, <laughs> even against mm. Motherwell. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I suppose you're absolutely right. Motherwell are, you know, a few leagues below what we're normally used to. But the the whole concept of um, of Jed Spence being in a Spurs shirt up and down that wing is one that you can't ignore, and it just looks exciting to me. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to give him a try, right? I mean, I I, yeah. I completely agree with that, and you know, the ironic cheers when he came on in in the last match would mm. suggest that the mm. fan base feel exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, uh, quite, and so do the uh, the booze of uh, Emerson coming on. But yeah. uh, sadly, that's uh, not a good thing. But um, yeah, just uh, going back to the uh, the Brentford game, um, I-, I didn't see much of it. It was on Boxing Day, doing family stuff and what have you. So I saw highlights later, and um, once again, same old repeated pattern. I don't, I don't want to. Uh, spend too much time on this because it is just a repeated pattern that we're talking about all season and it's getting a bit boring uh, mm. and tedious but um, yeah just peculiar the fact that we are letting goals in uh, against sides that we should be scoring against mm-hmm. uh, albeit Brentford are having a great run at the moment and they are a good side good manager but you know what are we doing? Why are we starting so slowly in in these games? Mm-hmm. What what is it that is causing the players to do this? And also, uh, Conte is aware of it. He's admitted it, and he also doesn't know, seem to know how to fix it. Um, well, it, yeah, it's just weird. I just don't get it. it. It's strange, strange because at that point, that was the ninth game that that had happened. And uh, judging by sort of Kulisevsky's comments, this kind of strategy of soaking up in the first half and attacking in the second half is not not actually a Conte strategy. We we all thought this might be the the case with it when it comes to um you know the the pre World Cup and this yeah. way of conserving energy. It, it turns out that, that that that's not really the case. It's just it just hasn't fallen the way that um you know the the team had hoped. So yeah. uh, I I think Conte's at a loss as to why this is happening but it is a very real phenomenon because mm. you know after the last game that's 10 games um where we've gone behind yeah um and so the 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 you know there's obviously something broken that's not working quite right and i don't i'm not sure if it's um a a, a mentality thing um or, or whether it's a tactical thing i i really can't put my finger on what it is that's that's causing this um because if it's mentality we apart from the last game we seem to to come back strong but but when you look at a a team like Brentford yeah yeah they've been they've been playing really really well uh you know they're they're kind I wouldn't say they're quite Wimbledon but they're but they're you know they're 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 up and at them and they're they're, they're strong they're very physical they uh I mean they beat Liverpool yesterday um so then they're no mugs and we could have beaten them um Mm. but but quite rightly you're saying why do we need to wait 
Why, why don't we know that what they're going to do? And why do we need to wait to go down a goal or two before we start playing? And yeah. this is the problem. I mean, we, I think, to be honest, and I don't want to jump ahead now to, to the next game, but I think we try to address that in the next game. Well, I think we so feel free to jump stronger. forward because I, I think it's, uh, it is relevant. But, you know, I agree with you in the Villa game. We obviously tried to start fast. Yeah, I think we did, you know, and and and, and uh, you know, I was with a friend, and we we commented at the time. I thought, well, this has looked good, actually, it looked positive. I think we, it looked like the manager had said to them, right, we need to be on the front foot from the off. Yeah, and it's only when we went a goal behind through 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 you know Lloris's absolute catastrophic blunder yeah. that I think our heads went down, and I think that 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 that's when it comes back to mentality. Is that I think we. Um, you know, maybe maybe overall as a squad, we're we're not yeah. quite there yet. Um, but did did you not think though in the Villa game um, that although we were on the front foot, Villa were conceding possession? It was almost like Emery had yeah. thought, okay, let's try and contain them mm-hmm. for the first hour and then try and take the game to them because you know the the Villa as a club. Um, over the last few seasons have had a few hammerings from us mm. and um, especially last season as well and they're probably a bit wary of what we can do to them um, and they contained us brilliantly I felt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we had a lot of the ball we weren't really very incisive no. and we were um, if anything very we were walking around the pitch just kind of passing mm. the ball very slowly so we weren't pulling them out of shape uh, and the two or three times that we tried to get a ball through we you know we messed it up and um and that's all we kind of really achieved in the game to be honest with you i mean uh, yes i i i i do agree actually to 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 you know a large extent we we huffed and puffed mm. um but uh, and mostly i think that was down to the fact that you know you've heard this sort of say no kulu no party um yeah. but 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 it is true where he can roll a player and and, and beat a player and then set something up uh, and benton Kerr is like uh, you know he's the nearest we've got to a modric or uh, or um or dembele he is our metronome yeah he is um yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I don't want to look for excuses, but those are two very significant players that we missed in that game yeah. that make a huge amount of difference. And unfortunately, it, it, you know, all the top teams can, well, the very top teams can cope with one or two players out. We can't. And, and when it comes to this kind of game where a, a team like Villa who, who look at that and think, right, OK, all we have to see is compact. Compact in the midfield, stifle them in, you know, in in defence, and we, you know, we all fall back like eleven behind the ball when they've got it, because you know they let us have the ball quite a bit, yeah. But we couldn't, we just couldn't break, and we never looked like we could break them down, because we just didn't have that kind of player that could, which is maybe why Conte said in his press conference we don't have the creative players that we, you know, they that perhaps we should. Exactly. I mean, if you speak to any Villa fan, though, uh, I work with one, and um, he was saying that Olsen in goal Mm. is, uh, you know, he's a real weak link in the Villa side. Tends to concede a couple of goals a game. Yeah. And Mm. you've got to get your shots off against him. And he was Mm. amazed that we didn't manage to get really any shots off against Olsen. 
Yeah. And yeah. we were we were so kind of uh, entrenched in their half. You would have thought, actually, you know what? Have a pot shot, get a deflection. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. You know, it's yeah. got to be worthwhile. Well, I mean, um, I, I was screaming that during the game. You know, just have a shot, just have, yeah. anywhere. Just someone have a damn shot. Yeah. But we, but we didn't. I don't mean I, 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 you know, being at the game, you don't get the stats, and I haven't really looked at them since. Mm. But um, I, I'd be surprised if we had many more than one or two shots from goal the whole game. I think uh, actual proper shots. Yeah, it was down to like one or two, and then we had yeah. scuff shots. We had things that just weren't really proper shots. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was pretty pathetic, really. Um, and then, of course, in the second half, um, they, as you said, quite rightfully said, uh, they they took uh, advantage of the the error from Loris, and um, and we, we just looked shocked. We looked mm-hmm. shocked that mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know that they'd scored, and it was like, but I'm, I'm sitting there in the stands thinking, this is inevitable, and yeah. I, I think I even yeah. tweeted at half time that they're going to score and we're going to be shocked because yeah. we we were just having so much of the ball and once they scored we were thinking right we've had so much of the ball we've done nothing with it mm. what do we do now where's the ideas and i think yeah. that was kind of in the player's mind they they didn't know what to do then but i thought also that you know it was in the fans mind i mean you know it was it you know let, let's face it it was quite a subdued atmosphere and yeah, probably because most people have been hung over from the night before. It was quite touristy the, as well. Yeah, it was. And and the Villa fans were absolutely, they, they were really up for it. I mean, they were, you know, massively yep. out singing us, which is, which, you know, which is, you know, it's one of those things. It's uh, what away it, fans do. But, yeah, but yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah. But, but uh, notwithstanding that, I just, I just felt that um, we, we, you know, we, we we had a go to start with, but I I just felt that when we went that one down and, and Lloris let that howler in, um, we 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 just we felt like what what have we got? Because mm. I think the whole team felt like what have we got? We've got nothing else we can do because we we just knew. I mean, I just knew just sitting there thinking all they have to do now is shut up shop. Yeah. Because we got yeah, nothing, exactly. and and the team must have felt that the fans felt that the atmosphere just sank, yeah. like a you know like a, a souffle. It just you know just completely deflated, yeah. and that probably transmitted to the players. Now this is where one of the things that Conte suggested afterwards. I don't know if you picked up on this, but he said that you know the players have to be strong, they have to be mentally strong, and they have to fight even if the fans are with you or against you. You yes. have to be, you have to, you know, you have to stand up to that. And I think yeah. what he's trying to suggest here is that th- that that atmosphere on, on, in the game there was flat, and perhaps that once we went one down, they were just bit bit fed up and despondent and thinking resigned to the worst here that we're probably going to concede again. Um, but this is where the players, whether the fans are on their side or not, have to step up. And they have to actually, they're the ones at this point that have to re-engage the fans. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, uh, I'm never one for thinking the fans have got to get the team moving. The team have got to get the fans moving. That's that's generally yeah. the way it yeah. has to be. Yeah. Um, but I also think that the 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The players, I'm not saying they're downing tools, but I don't think they're really fully playing for Conte. I, 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 and, I, and I don't mean that they're just saying we've had enough of him, but I think mm. mentally there's a bit of a 5% kind of lull in their performances where it's a mixture of we keep conceding goals we have all this automation in training and we're bored of it. Players mm. get really bored mm-hmm. of things like that. So, But Andy, do you think but, that... Yes. Sorry, go on. Go on. Do you want no, to... sorry, carry on. I was going to say, but do you, do, you, do you think that's something to do with the kind of uncertainty of the whole situation? That, like, you know, we, we finished strong at the end of last year. You know, to finish the way we did and to get into Champions League, okay, there's a, there's an element of fortune to what happened, but we we looked good, we played well, where everyone was talking us up, and actually that's why I suppose in some ways that people were talking us up for title contenders stupidly uh, for the end for the beginning of this season. Perhaps we got carried away in the begin early pods as well, you know, with who we'd bought and how we felt yeah. about the team. You know, well, I think that's what happens when you've got a manager like Conte. You you, you yeah. start thinking. But when you get to this point, I I don't know if you can remember, uh, Andy, uh, but um, but uh, but sort of around about uh, sort October time, I I remember in the pod saying Conti needs to sign a new contract because otherwise, what's going to happen is we're going to have a lot of noise around will he won't he, and the media are going to start kicking up about that, and you know, I mean. You know, I'm not saying that you know any any great analyst on this kind of situation. I'm just you know some random Joe on a on a podcast. Well, you're, you're but just, uh, observing like everybody else. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, but it's fairly easy to predict, and you can't mm. see why so, you know someone like uh, Levy hasn't predicted it either. That come come this sort of time, if he hasn't signed a contract and he's got only a few months left, then everything's going to start getting tetchy and and and, and, and uncertain and. You know, and 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 you got to wonder where it's all going to lead because the media are going to start speculating. They're going to start asking the questions. He's going to start getting prickly and irritated. The the club will start going to, is going to start getting twitchy as well. The fans are then going to tr- transmit to us. So, and mm. and so therefore, if we're all feeling that, what about these employees? Yeah, exactly. It, it, the people who actually play under this man. Yes. They don't know whether he's going to be here next season. Exactly. And, and what about potential employees? Yeah, exactly. Potential players that yeah. we want to sign. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you're having a, a conversation with their agent, the agent's saying, well, is Conte going to be there next year? I mean, who's my my client going to be playing for? Yeah. And uh, and you say, well, uh, yeah, he'll be there next year. So, yeah, but he hasn't signed a contract. He's only got three mm. months left it's going to be really hard to convince anybody that he's going to be there because everybody knows what Conte's like, uh, you exactly. know, that he can walk at any moment. And, um, the, and the whole thing is unstable. 
in that. It totally is, you know. And I don't, I don't get this situation where, you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I thought about it early, earlier on, and, and subsequently, I've kind of sort of revised my thinking on it. But earlier on, I was thinking, well, we're in a kind of catch twenty-two situation. The club won't commit to him with money unless he commits to them, and yes. vice versa. And you, you can understand that, but it's pretty, it's a pretty simple solution to that. You know, the, the, the club can just, you know, pretty, pretty much you know, give them a, a verbal or written even guarantee. You sign this deal, we will invest this amount. Yes, I I think uh, the problem is, though, that our leaders, Enoch and Levy mm. and the board, so Caldecott and uh, uh, Donna Cullen, they're very risk averse. Mm-hmm. They're accounting types. They see the cost of everything, the value of nothing. Mm. and all the time they're thinking we don't want to get ourselves in trouble we we don't want to put ourselves and expose ourselves in such a way so if we back Conte then he walks regardless mm. of whether we agree mm-hmm. a contract or anything we're screwed because the next manager might not want his players these type of things absolutely but, but actually but... they have to be brave yeah Levy has to be brave he's in a mad industry mm-hmm. you have to spend money if you yep. want to be right at the top, if because... you, and this is what Conte is saying about, you know, is best fifth or sixth or seventh, mm. which I, I didn't like at mm. all, but, but I true. understand what he's saying. Yeah. Because what he's saying is, what do you want to do? Do you want to be number one? If you do, you, you essentially have to spend loads of money. Shit, yeah. Shit. or get off the pot. You know, you, you, you basically, you know, that's you it. Yeah. And and the fact is, is that like you said, and I, I totally agree. They are, they are risk averse. And I can understand why, because they're business people first. They are. But uh, uh, but they the, uh, uh, but in this industry, it's not like a normal business. It's not like banking or any other commercial industry. It, it's a sort of strange fusion between the two because you've got a very emotive business, and you've also you know which is yeah. fan driven and fan led yes. because you don't have a company without that. Exactly. I mean, uh, I, I would I would imagine Levy would like it not to be emotive. He would like yeah. it to be purely. Uh, financial and yeah. you could actually see the money coming in and the money going out and the one coming in is greater than the one going out and that's yeah. good yeah but but of course it isn't like that and if you look at Chelsea now they're owned by a similar type of company they're an investment company mm-hmm. they're going to want to return yeah. but they're being braver in my opinion yeah I know they've yeah. gone for Potter which might be seen as not being brave and I know some of the Chelsea fans aren't pretty happy about it but they are making investments in players and they're willing to go big they're going to go for this enzo guy for 120 million euros and uh, i think they're looking at guardio or they're they're looking big you know they're putting the sounds they're obviously looking out there we hear nothing about spurs um, partly because i think it's quite quite a secretive club it doesn't want to reveal anything and i get all that um but at the end of the day it's almost as Sorry, sorry, Andy. Go on, carry on, finish. Well, I was just going to say, at the end of the day, everybody knows what's going on in football anyway. There's only yeah. a finite number of players, and the top club want the top players. But who's kidding who? You know, I know absolutely um, that. Sorry, yeah, Andy, to cut across you there, but but that, I, I I'm a hundred percent agree with you there. Everybody knows we're all fishing in the same pool. Uh, and, and if you want to be, I mean, l- l- let me just get this uh, straight, right? I, I'm neither Enoch in or Enoch out. Um, I, I'm, you know, I, I'd love it. I, I think they deserve it. If, if, if Enoch actually made our club one of the world's best clubs, and they did, a, you know, they did whatever, they, and and they, uh, uh, and we succeeded under them, 
absolutely fine by me. Yeah, um, you know, I've got no 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 agenda against that, but things have changed since they took over, and I'm not sure mm. they've changed. And and one of the things that has changed is how the how the market is. You can't outsmart the market. Um, you you can't um, move in and get uh, because there's so much of a scouting network. And there's so much now of of of, uh, of the sort of science and uh, and and analysis and the money ball uh, situation where everybody knows all the players anyway. Yeah, you you just you just can't be cleverer than the market. No, so in can't. the end, it, what happens is okay. You you either decide what club you are, and you go down the line of we we will buy young and we will buy a team for the future, and you have that project manager who is uh, going to then buy a, a nineteen twenty year old player who may well be the next superstar. Half of them are probably not be, but maybe the other half might be. And that's the model you follow. And that's what your club identity is, a bit like Dortmund. And, you know, you go down that line, mm. fine. But we've chosen not to in the last two managers. We've chosen to go for Mourinho and we've chosen to go for Conte, who are off the peg, top elite player, win now type of managers. That That's not that's not a fan's choice even though I suppose we you know we'd all like that. We want to win now because we're fed up with the criticism, but that's the club's choice. So the therefore choice. that yeah. puts us in a completely different stratosphere. That does, that puts in a, a sphere where you're now competing with Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United for a certain type of player. Now, if you're not going to equal or match or even better, to be quite honest with you, what they're going to do. And then, I mean, the reason I say better going to do is because we're not in the position that those clubs are. You know, we can't offer what Man City can offer, which is yeah. oh, which is to win a title next year. You yeah. know, we're, we're no, still right. speculating. Right. Yeah. So you choose a manager like that, and and really what you're saying is, only if I back you, but I'm probably going to have to overpay to get those players to come here because, you know, we're trying to bridge a big gap. Or or you go down a different line, which we did before, which is the project manager that, you know, you buy them young and bring them up, hope for the best. Well, and you, can't, I, I... you can't have the best of both. You can't have the no, best of both. It's one or the other. I, I agree. And I, I'd love to be a fly on the wall with conversations that Levy and Paratici had over the last year, uh, really. You know, from the, the Nuno incident all the way through to getting Conte through, because I I just kind of get the feeling that uh, the way Spurs have, has gone, you know, we've got the new training centre, we've got the new stadium. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant. Um, mm. They're wonderful. And I think Levy probably thought, right, now we've got the best of those. We need to now get the best manager. This is how he thinks. This is the yeah, corporation yeah. Yeah. thinking. You know, we've got to get the best line manager for that business, if you look. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I don't think football's like that at all. No. I think you can actually be a lot more clever about it and be more creative. And you sadly only have to look down the road to see what that lot are doing. Mm. And they were brave. <clears throat> they went with Arteta. 
Yeah. They've spent lots of money. Um, and withstood not, all the not, criticism. Not on big stars, but on... Yeah. Um, yeah, and they've had their criticism for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay, he got an FA Cup and what have you. But now they're in a position... I'm not saying they're going to win the league this year, but there's a good chance they will. And And actually, even though I'll probably hate it more than anything in my life, fair play to them because they're doing it the right way. <laughs> And whereas they've got a strategy, whereas we, we don't have a single strategy. We have a, um, almost a juxtaposition of Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. we're trying to do. So you're quite right. You got Conti there do, you know, being the big elite manager. And then you got Levy saying, okay, Conti, this is how we're going to do it. You know, we're going to bring in youngsters, good youngsters, we're going to spend good money on them, but he's thinking, Okay, yeah, but that's not how I do it. You know, yeah, <laughs> this so, is so, what I want to do. It's bonkers. And and going back to your point on the strategy, they they had a clear strategy that this is what they wanted to do. They held their nerve and stuck with it. It was mm. a gamble, mm. but they spent good money on that gamble, mm. and it's paid off. Yeah. Now, yeah. if we've gone down the alternate route, which is the win now manager, mm. that's a gamble. But you've got to invest in that gamble, and yeah. and so I, I either, either you 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 can't have you know it's not like you you know you're uh, you're a little bit pregnant, yeah. <laughs> you know you yeah. you you either are or you go the not. whole hog. Or yeah, you've got to be you know yeah. you you've got to go the whole hog and yeah. and 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 back that guy with yeah. what he wants because he's not he he hasn't come in and agreed to a project that yeah. over five years okay you might say you know that if you're going to you know i you you need let's say as he's been talking about 14 15 players and we say okay we're going to back you to that extent and that's why we want you in because we know you can do that and that will leave us in a really good position even when you're gone etc and 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 i suppose that's a a a kind of project Mm. but but immediately you are going to significantly invest in the type of player that that manager would require mm. that which kind of really would back up the idea this is why he's been so inflexible in tactics because he, he you know he, he he could play a system which more suits the players we got but he's saying to the board look you got me in to do this and play the way that i know i can play and i know that i can win so i need the players for that and if you're going to buy yeah. me as a, just just at the moment the prospects, which by, by and large eighty percent of the the players that they bought are prospects. Mm. I mean, even even though Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky have, have done incredibly well, they they were prospects. They were the players, and they, they and they were. were a punt. They were a punt. They were you know? yeah. uh, less of a punt, I suppose, was Perisic. Uh, he hasn't turned out brilliantly, but he, he was but, you know, but it is a pretty decent gamble because we know what he's about. Um, but, but, you know, he, he, I'm sure he's asked for certain players that they possibly haven't given him, you know, he, he, he we, it, that whole defense needs completely revamping. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I love think... Lloris and, but Lloris needs upgrading. <laughs> he does, you know, he um, he's, there's he's... a lot of money to be spent there. Yeah, he's he's on a downward curve, uh, like all players get to, and you can't deny it. There's no point mm-hmm. in denying it. Um, and yeah, we need to upgrade our goalkeeper, our defense. We we know all this. We, in fact, mm. we've known it for years. But 
the club don't seem to be doing anything about it. There's mm-hmm. mentions in the press of, you know, these are fairly reputable people like Dan Kilpatrick and and I think it even Fabio Romano was reported mm-hmm. on it, I'm not sure, that we're only looking for a centre-back next summer. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of the season, we're going to work with what we got. Yeah. Now, yeah. that, what you know, obviously what that means is he's got to coach those guys that are in those positions at the moment to do the right job. But going so, back to what we were saying, is this is yeah. all very circular, a very mm. circular argument. Going back to what we were saying earlier, is that if he's not going to hang around or people don't think he's going to hang around, are you as a player going to be motivated? Or are you just yeah. waiting for him to leave? Or are you waiting for your own agent to sort you something out in the summer? Where's the motivation? So, so there's, there's no... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I hundred percent agree. And then there are coaches, and and there are, you know, there are different types of coaches. Andy, right? Um, some are nurturers, and some are motivators. Um, some are the ones that are just about the, you know, like him, just about the finished product. They can get you over the line. Hmm. And Conte, Conte's not the guy that you bring in to bring through players and coach them into being the best. You know. Uh, uh, change him from being this young prodigy into somebody who's going to be a world beater that, that, that that's you don't you don't employ conte for that no you know no. you 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 have a you have a team of that player those players and, and then bring conte in or you almost have a team of those players and you get one or two and then conte wins you a, a, a title that, i mean you know i mean you don't hire a manager like that surely so um, unfortunately you you can make uh you know you can make a really good one of the world's best managers look like he's a fucking clown because yep. you haven't given him the tools and, yeah. and and you know and 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 this is i think kind of where we are uh, yeah I, I you know i agree with your point and 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 i think you're you're right is that conte should be a good enough manager to get more out of the players that we've got hmm. but equally do you, would you have faith if you were Conte that if you did change all of that up and started to get a bit more and then that you were maybe consistently getting, you know, in the top four, that the club would go, we need to push on. I, I think the club would be happy, you know, if, if that we were, you know, don't I mean, right. Every single club wants to win the league. Every single club wants to win the Champions League. But if we were kind of maximizing the plays that we had and and potentially getting champions league amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and community safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
and not having to spend much more yeah as a business model bingo you know whereas whereas conte saying that's not my game you know what it's not that's not what you brought me in for you brought me in to win the biggest prizes now if i make silk hats out of sal's ears with the people that you've got you're going to think that these players can go one step forward again which we've seen in the past has never happened we've seen with pochettino that never happened Mm. he 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 was the master at making the 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 you know the 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 whole greater than the sum of its parts Yeah. yeah he was he was and that was his downfall in the end it was because he, he just, yeah, in the end, players get bored with a, a manager's ways. Mm. And it, instead of us moving on players and refreshing it up like yeah, Ferguson yeah. always used to do, and you can see it's happening with Klopp yeah. at the moment. They're all getting a bit kind of, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. And it happens. The whole thing, you know. But but you look at Pochettino, right, and going back to the idea, and because mm. I say that because this talk of him, maybe this could be the answer again. And, you know, I, I love him and I wouldn't be upset in coming back, but I don't think it's the right thing just yet. Um, but but the, the fact is, is that he got Champions League two or three years ahead of where perhaps we thought we might get it. Yeah. And in the end, as much as a, as fun as that was for our, for us, what that led to was that then we thought we we had it. And we were okay, and we didn't invest for two windows, and that yes. has left us with the legacy of what we're trying to deal with now. And and I I wonder if Conte feels the same that if he overproduced with what he's got, that he he may well find that it's counterproductive to him in the end. Anyway, what you really need, what the club really needs, is to know the absolute truth of where we're at. Because if you want to win the greatest prizes. Mm. It's it's a whole different it's a whole different sphere. Yeah, I I do agree with you. I think, um, and I have thought this. I have thought that you know because there are loads of theories going around that what is Conte doing with games? Is he trying to save us in the first half of the second? But uh, which I'm not so sure about. But the the theory that he is uh, kind of tempering our expectations, if you like, managing them. Mm-hmm in such a way that we don't we shouldn't be thinking about the title we shouldn't be thinking about these things we should be thinking about long term yeah i i get that and that that does make sense but then you don't get the impression that he's very committed to the club either so he's telling us yeah. about the long term but you don't feel that he's in it for the long term so you think well no. if you're not in it who is and you know but- I, I, I'm 100% agreeing. It, it, it's almost a sense, and you know, and, and I, I know a number of other pods have said exactly the same thing, and so have a lot of fans, is that he's, he, he acts like he's doing us a favour. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which doesn't sit well and rankles with us. But, but you know, but let's be honest, where we picked him up, if he was doing us a favour, you know, we, after Nuno, yeah. you yeah. know, we, we really needed him, and 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 in the end, whether we think that or not, I don't care really whether we think he's doing us a favour or not, whether he thinks he's doing us a favour or not. I don't, I don't really care. As long as we get to the position where we are winning things, he has shown that he can. Mm. So I, I uh, you know, you 
I mean, you know, I've said this before, and there's so many other people over. You don't employ someone like him with his ego, with his background, with his track record of just walking. If you aren't prepared to to give him what he wants, yeah. why, why would you do that? Why would you think it's like, you know, it, you know, it's like marrying a, a guy that's cheated on his wife you know, 10 times and then uh, you, you expect him to change him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that he's never yeah. going to do that yeah. again. No, exactly. You he know? is the animal he is. And yeah. you, you're not going to change anything about him. He is going to do what he's going to do. But it is it is that, that alignment w- between what we're expecting and what he's actually going to do. Mm. And I, I I don't like his his attitude of that he feels that he's giving us doing us a favor Mm. i think it it, i think if we were winning games regularly right up there and playing decent football i think everybody would forgive that but at the moment you know i'm trudging all the way from sussex up to n17 Mm. Mm -hmm. watching droll football and yeah and i'm expecting to watch it as well and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, surely you can do more with these guys. They're, they're, we've got a team full of internationals. We, yeah. It's not as if they're, you know, from third division teams just been brought into the Premier League. They, these, I, I, are, they, these are top players, maybe not your top, top players, as Harry would say, but, you know, they are they are your top player, top players in, in, the, in the league. The problem is... We've got a lot of drop off in players. So mm. Sonny, he's he's just nowhere near what he was last season for whatever mm. reason. Mm. And then we've got a whole bunch of injuries as well. So Kuliseski, Richarlison, we've had Romero out. Uh, Dyer seems to have fallen off a cliff with his form as well. And then we've got the wing back issues, which of course we need to resolve. And if we don't resolve them in this window, you have and this to wonder is, where the hell we're getting. So the, the, there's lots of different factors. But I think I think that that, that, that mix as well. There is, and, and I think this is where it becomes very fractious amongst the fans. Is that some are staunch Conte, then some are staunch Conte out. Some are, you know, uh, staunch Enoch out, etc. But it's it's very it's a complicated issue. Yeah, but that's the problem. But, yeah. On social media, you see the extremes. You see the binary yeah. when, in fact, it's all very grey and in the middle. In reality, yeah, but, uh, it's but more someone nuanced. wants to blame someone, and I totally get that. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, but, I, but it's, I, I but think it... it's easier if we don't have Conte there. I personally think I can see a pathway to more success without Conte than with him, mm. just see, purely I'm, I'm... because it's it's in line with what the club really want to do and the way the board are yeah if you change the board yeah it might be totally different but with this current board you know mm. they've been there for years you know they've been there for like 20 but this, years but this is the point i mean i i completely understand what you're saying but they have been there for years um they've taken us to a certain point but not been able to move us any further forward in in 21 years we've had one trophy and yeah, yeah they've taken us to a point where we've got a lovely shiny new stadium Hmm. uh we we you know we've got a nice area but it, it feels very much like and i can understand a lot of fans frustrations it feels very much like 
this is an extension of, of Daniel Levy's ego that what he wants is, a, is a, you know, is to have a world-class stadium, world-class facilities. Well, you know, he wants a, a nice cinema and all this kind of stuff and hotels around the area. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of his empire. But does he really want the success on the pitch? And the thing is, when you when it all when it what it all comes down to is that the whole thing, Tottenham Hotspur, is about what happens on the pitch. It totally you, is. You know, totally and, is. and if 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 that team, if you've got a world class team, everything else falls into place. So I can understand why fans feel the way they do, because it feels like we're we're you know everything is so much commercially driven but not really pitch driven. And, and it feels like, you know, when you look back at, and uh, you know, not one of these uh, sort of conspiracy theorists over the whole thing, but you, you, you know, you've seen the, the articles that have been published online where you look back and Daniel Levy talked about, he wants to own a football club because at the end of the day, um, it's one of the best ways to earn money overall. I mean, that's going to come back and haunt him, you know, because, um, because the kind of we find ourselves in that position. Now, I I can't. This is the reason why I've always up to up to this point, and I'm saying I'm not turned against him, but uh, mm. up to this point, I've always been kind of, you know, pro Daniel Levy and pro in in his camp because, you know, we, 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 there were many years, you know, we supported Spurs for a long, long time. Too long. Yeah. The, the, and in the nineties, you know. And people, you know, I've seen revisionist comments on how, you know, how great it was because in the 90s, you know, we didn't have this expectation. Bollocks. I don't believe that at all. We but we were yearning back then. I, I remember back in the 90s oh, yeah. when we were hoping and, and, and praying we might get into the, you, you know, the, the Europa League. Oh, yeah. What was when we first got through, through fair, for the fair, fair play. Oh, you know, yeah. We were, we were chuffed with that. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it was just like, so to be at the point we are now, I tip my hat to the man because mm. he's taken us from that point slowly, yes, uh, uh, and strategically. But he's built us one of the best stadiums in the world, amazing training facilities. He, he, we've moved from you know into one of the Europe's top ten clubs. Brilliant. I don't doubt. I don't doubt that the man wants us to be amongst the elite. And I don't, oh, I don't even think it. it's I don't even think it's because he's 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 greedy. I don't think it's because of that at all. I think he no. really wants now at this point, you know, he, he has invested a lot of his self into this club. And, and and this is why one of the things that I said on our WhatsApp thread, I really hope it happens that mm. he is the man to do it. But I do have my doubts at the moment. And my doubts, I think, are reasonable in that I think that he's judgment is sometimes clouded maybe he's been around the project too long mm. and and there are other things that are complicating his vision for it maybe you know he somebody else could step into that i'm not saying they have to sell up but something has to change something isn't quite right yet because so many people are not happy and 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 that 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 you know that's not just because of some you know recent results there there is a reason why the fan base isn't generally and hasn't generally been happy for several years now because well, I, I would say since we've been in the the new stadium i yeah. don't think we've really been that happy 
to be honest. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I keep, I'm, I'm waffling. I'm talking a lot here. Sorry, mm. Andy. But, but, but I, I do have a feeling that that's because it was the promised land. And it was, it yeah. was, a, it, it, there was a feeling that, you know, we did, me and you, we, you know, a number of us did two years at Wembley and we yeah. did that schlep there and back, you know, yeah. it, for me, that was two hours there, two hours back. Um, and, and it was like, because of what's going to, and you looked at that and thought it was going to, and then the, all the talk was when we're in here and it's up and running, mm. we will be punching with the big boys. This is why we're doing this. And yeah. we're like, yeah. You know, look at this stadium. Look at it. It is. It's going to put us right up there. Okay. Then COVID came along, and we're like, okay, it you know, help, it no. didn't help. Uh, you know, and uh, 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 um, okay, so we sucked that up a bit. And and but now, you know, when you're at a point where you think, right, all the excuses are out the way. You've got yeah. all the concerts, the boxing matches, the NFL. You've got everything there. The stadium is generating money hand over fist in terms of on its revenue on the match days. You've got Champions League um, fairly regularly, like four times out the last six seasons. You've got um, you know high finishes in the Premier League. You've got sponsorships coming in left, right, and centre. There's money. There's money oh, there's there. Yeah. And the, and and you know and we you know people have talked about. That you know, so much so that we could spend four hundred million and still not break FFP. Yeah, that's right. We could. So, and so of course, four hundred million is an awful lot of money. Yeah. So uh, you fact, can that's see an awful why lot of players. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So you can see why we're feeling at the moment, or fans are feeling that we we've shown patience. We've shown patience for a long time. You know, this was the promised land. So yep. we, we we want to feel okay. Not not not. It doesn't have to happen this January, but we really want to feel if you bring a manager in like this, hmm. that now is the time yeah, for us I, to I, step I, up. I think the thing is, I think we all felt that okay, we have to go through this process. When we get in the new stadium, you're quite right. It was almost kind of you know, the end game to becoming the super club and moving on. So, um, and and I've always felt that for me to um, have any kind of dislike in what Levy's doing in terms of the football, um, you know, he had to start reinvesting all this money Mm. back into Mm. the squad. Um. I I think it has happened to a degree. Problem is, I don't think it's happened very well. No. And this is the problem with Levy, Mm. is that if he wants to build property, like a wonderful stadium, he knows how to do it because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it stays still. You know, you put put girders up, you put things up, bits of wall and foundations and what have you. Doing that to Levy is his cup of tea. That's what mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. Football, he hasn't a bloody clue. We we yeah. know this for a fact. He has mm-hmm. a really bad track record on all of this. So he's brought Paratici in now to, to actually run the football side. That's great. But then over the summer, we hear he was fiddling around with this um, Jed Spence deal. And that wasn't a Paratici or a Conte. And Conte's obviously <laughs> made it quite clear that he's not mm-hmm. his player. Um, 
So why is he bothering with that? I mean, he is in charge of a multi-billion pound empire, if you like, mm-hmm. and it's growing with all the property and everything else around Tottenham, uh, as well as all his own Enoch interest as well. So why is he bothering with a an 18,000-pound hire of a player? This, I suppose, is one of the issues, kind of, I suppose, going back to what I'm saying, is that why something has to change in that who does he really answer to joe lewis but joe lewis is anonymous joe lewis you know i mean you know there's there's, there's controversies at the moment about joe lewis at the, the argentina thing there that who knows what that's going to lead to but what's but, that i'm not but, sure i'm aware of that. nobody Oh, there's something at the moment about um, um, land that he's bought, which is um, highly contentious in Argentina. Um, anyway, I know he's got but, a ranch um, there, isn't he? He's got a big ranch. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know quite enough about it. But I know it's raised a few sort of uh, issues. Okay. But 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 the but the point is, is that in you know, with, with Levy, really, he is he he's got no one really above him around him that dares challenge him you know you you've got who 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 does you know he really is the 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 micromanager of micromanagers and and i think a lot of the time you know what what our club needs is a leader not a micromanager and there's a massive difference between the two there is, yeah. I, in fact, I don't know how you can be a micromanager as a chairman. That just no. that simply doesn't work. And also, if you're sitting on a board, your fellow directors have mm. fiduciary rights yeah. to actually say, this is wrong, that is right, you know, and what have yeah. you. And you all yeah. agree, and then you vote for it, and what have you. So it's important that his fellow directors aren't just yes men. And I'm, I'm sure they're not. But I think maybe they've been together for so long that they just all end up kind of agreeing because they know exactly what. Well, that tends to happen you know, in a lot of organisations. Yeah, you you, yeah. you kind of you know it becomes a hive mindset, and you that happens yeah. in a lot of organisations, and you know you promote from within because they're very similar mindset to you. Yeah. Uh, but but some of those ones that he has brought in haven't lasted long. They've they've gone pretty quickly. I I, I think you're right. I, I mean. A couple of years ago, we brought in Trevor Birch, didn't we? Yeah. He was meant to be... He was only in the for a month. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I think what happened was uh, the uh, uh, the Football League came in and wanted a, mm. a CEO and so, he, so, he left. 
But, yeah, but, but if this was the job that he wanted yeah, to exactly. be. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? He was quite happy to leave. Yeah, yeah. 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 So exactly. I don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, there's a lot. It's shrouded in mystery. We, we, we'll probably never know. And, we, and of course, you know, we're, we're just all jumping to conclusions, but yeah. which is what I suppose a lot of fans are doing at the moment. But it could That's all why be these a lot more. Exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but it could all be a lot more transparent. It doesn't quite need to be the way it is. And I understand that. I know and a lot of clubs can't, you know, you know, there has to be, I suppose, an element of secrecy to, to a number of things they do. But hmm. I yeah, don't definitely. I don't think that um, what what we do. I mean, our chairman is probably, the, you know, it's is quite anonymous. Um, he, he, you know, we get once a year a message from the chairman, which is, you know, a written statement. He's it's very, a very corporate you know, statement. Though, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and and then you you hire someone like Peretici, who who did lots of public statements at Juventus, who now also is presumably told not to say anything either because yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> speak out either. He did for a while, you know, and then uh, he did at the beginning, had didn't nothing. he? Yeah. So, you know, I don't understand why it does lead to a suspicion, doesn't it? That there's, you know, that there's an element of kind of cloak and dagger about the whole club. And Mm. we're we're quite protectionist, you know, about a a number of things. But it needn't needn't be that way because, you know, it's a, you know, we're a a family club. And um, I, I just think that that perhaps it wouldn't harm us to be a bit more open and say, look, you know, from, from, from all parties, from the, from the, from the manager to Peritici to the chairman, look, things are difficult at the moment, but this is where we want to go. This is where we see us going and we're going to do everything we can to make that happen. It might not, but we're going to do everything we can to make this happen. This is where we see our club and, you know, and, uh, and reassure the fans that we all have the best interests of the club at heart. That 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 that, that you know we all are all on the same song sheet here. It's yeah. a difficult transition. It's a difficult you know situation. Please bear with us, but we 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 want this club to be massively successful, and we'll do everything we can to do so. Hmm. The thing is, he's not that type of guy. No, he yeah. he just can't do that. I mean. The thing is, he always tries to portray this kind of um, this good guy image as well. So you know, we're net zero. You know, all these type of things where we we think about uh, discrimination and you know all those good things that mm, we, we mm. want uh, to exist. And then he goes and does the gets involved in the European Super League, and mm. it's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> you go and do that but you you know i mean from that point you start thinking well actually it really doesn't give a shit about anything that we stand Mm -hmm. for actually because Mm -hmm. any true football fan doesn't want the european super league i mean that that just um that that is almost the end of of football isn't it yeah yeah high level football anyway yeah and um and but to be fair i mean you know looking at his point of view he probably thinks that he's securing the future of the club oh he does yeah you know yeah so yeah. i can understand that uh you know but uh, but if, if if you do and you think that's the way to go and you think heavy investment is the way to go then at this point at this juncture with this manager you replicate that 
you go all in you you know you 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 um like at the moment you know i i i I shudder to say the names like voldemort you know like an arsenal they they spent in the last five seasons about 550 million pounds and they're going to they've just taken out another 70 million pound bond based upon the premier league revenue because they realize they're in such a good position that if they just buy this and that player, they'd probably push them over the line. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a smart move. And yeah. they've probably got the right players, um, you know, lined up to spend that money on. Yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> I can see what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah. It all makes sense. Um, why Spurs don't seem to have that clarity in thought of thought um just seems a bit bizarre to me because see the thing is you know, the I, don't, is... I don't think it's easy bringing in players and spending money but surely you've had plenty of time to think about all this in fact yeah. when paratici yeah. and conte first sat down surely they could look at all the players in the world that are available mm-hmm. to them put a tick beside them and say these are the guys that we want and this is our plan to go and get them mm-hmm. in the summer I didn't really get that impression. I got the impression that we kind of went out and just kind of cherry picked where we could. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm happy that we've got players like Romero. I know it was the summer before and, um, and we've got Richarlison and, and what have you, but are we this window going to go in with a proper strategy? I mean, mm-hmm. we're hearing nothing really. People no. hearing nothing about players. So, like, if you, if you think of a relationship, if someone's done something not very nice to you in the past, you're always going to be slightly suspicious and maybe looking for that. Uh, and 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 this relationship with Levy, like when we were at a point where we probably really, really had a, a very good chance to push on, and we got Saha and Nelson. Okay, uh, right, we we. And and then you go forward, and every opportunity where that has happened, we've done likewise. Like where we could have got Skriniar and we got Joe Roden. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, instead of going to Waitrose, we go to Poundland. Yeah, we and do. At the moment, we are the Poundland Chelsea. We go to Poundland. So we get Chelsea managers, but we we yeah we work on a Poundland badge budget. Yeah, we it do. It doesn't make any sense. So it, it, we it have doesn't to decide really. what club we are. We yeah. have to decide. And I think this is a crux of the issue at the moment, Andy, is that yeah. I don't think we know what we are. I don't think we have an identity. And and uh, it was I think he was absolutely lucky that he hired Poch. He didn't he had no idea what he was hiring there. And we stumbled across an identity. And we stumbled across a, a feeling that he then milked and it ran out of gas. And I think that's on him because he yeah, could I think, have, I think they made could a bad have, decision there. Yeah. 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 And he could have, he could have given Pochettino the money to carry on and build this legacy. And he didn't. And yeah, this is I, where a lot of fans have that feeling. And I, and likewise for me, mm. uh, uh, you know, in, in that, there were there have been crucial times in the last 10 or so years where we could have moved on and we haven't because of we haven't like you said haven't been brave enough Mm. yeah exactly and i think this is the whole issue 
we've uh, we've just got to be braver as a club, you know, mm. on the football side, from the top all the way down. Yeah. And um, and I just don't think we have been brave, even on the pitch. We're not being brave at the moment. It's to it's dare is to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, we've been uh, going for the best part of an hour. I just wondered if we wanted to. Uh, uh, maybe prediction. we can always delay this until later in the, the month, next week, to come <laughs> yeah. back. And uh, I mean, obviously, be... we're going to be sign, signing players this week. So we'll. Oh, yeah. Gavardio is signing tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Guardiol. Yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah. <not> Joseph. <laughs> but um, we've got a couple of games coming up. We've got the, uh, got the Palace game tomorrow night, mm-hmm. which uh, should be pretty easy for us at uh, Selhurst, always is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, we've got the FA Cup game against Portsmouth at home. What could go possibly wrong? There? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, we had Morecambe last year, didn't we? Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Is it going to be same as are, are, are players going to take what happened on Sunday and just think, "Got to get our act together"? I mean, you know, players like Sonny's just going to think, "I've just got to get out there and do my job." Um, I. <laughs> Well, I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer here, but I, I'm 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 worried about the next two games uh, uh, in the sense that I think it can massively upend our season. I think these next two or three weeks are going to be absolutely vital. We got Palace tomorrow, we got Portsmouth on Saturday, and then we've got Arsenal and Man City. Yeah, and then a double header against them really yeah yeah it's incredibly i i could see conte gone within about two or three weeks so can i and, I, I could you know, see that, in fact who's going to hold their nerve here are the players yeah. holding their nerve is levy going to hold his nerve is, mm. you know who's going to make these decisions to actually change this because and i feel I like you what is really going to change i, I yeah. don't think anything is going to change and and you know if you if you if you change the captain of the ship, then they've got to come in. They've got to reevaluate. They've got to take stock of everything. They got to then just make their own decision. You mean Conte or Levy? Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm thinking Conte. You know that that you know you change that whole thing. Yeah. And 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 this this so it's not just as simple as changing your manager. You you you've got a, someone who comes in who has to then reevaluate everything before he can make yep. any decisions. Before the club will allow him to make any decisions, you've got to go back to square one, and then you're going to say, "Oh, by the way, all these players you bought, I don't like, and I want some extra ones now." And actually, um, uh, these ones I think might be okay. Let's get these ones back out on loan, and we're trying to. And you you wasted a season before. You then that manager then starts to think I can't deal with these players anymore. I need more players, and and then we're back to square one again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's uh, and, and of course and, this is what Levy absolutely fears. Yeah. <laughs> it's making all these wrong decisions with loads of money. Yeah. So, so you, I think he's got to you... stick with the manager he's got personally. I mean, for all his faults, you 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 have got an elite manager and 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 you know don't get me wrong i do appreciate that he has got his faults but stick with him um whatever happens in his next few games and i suspect actually we we might draw against palace and i suspect we could have a terrible result against portsmouth Mm. and and go out of the cup 
Mm. Um, but whatever happens, I think we need to hold our nerve. Mm. Whatever probably... happens, we need somebody needs to to hold the nerve and steer this ship through this difficult time, and then just uh, and then back him and then go forward from there. Because otherwise, you're looking at another year or two of instability, while you get somebody else in to reevaluate and decide he doesn't want this and does want that, and then when you doesn't get it, it we're back at this point again. So the flip side of that is maybe last week. Levy and Pochettino had a candlelit dinner for two, and <laughs> yeah. uh, they were having a little chat about, yeah. yeah, you know, would you take the job and all this kind of stuff, and you know, who would you want if that was the case? Maybe that's what's going to happen. I don't know. That would be the easy, the easy yeah. kind of replacement, if you like. It would, but then, it, it, and I, I don't like it. I don't know. I don't know. Too, I, it's too it's, kind of desperate and. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, I'll, I'll be completely honest. When, when, when he got the sack on the 19th of November, 2019. Oh, you remember it? <laughs> I, w- I was absolutely gutted. Yeah. I was really, really gutted. I, I'd never felt so connected to a manager. Uh, yeah. yeah but for horrible. many, many, many years, it and it, although it was we inevitable. Of course you could. You could see it yeah. unfold. It's like a, um, at the end of a marriage that you could see unfolding before you. And it was, yeah. you know, it was like, yeah. but it hurt, hurt. Mm. Um, yeah. A, and getting him back would be, you know, it sounds like a great idea. And don't get me wrong. You know, it's not that I'd be adverse to it. I just don't at the moment feel it. it we've, I don't feel like the club's held its nerve enough mm. to see through what it it did. You know, it, how long have we had Conte? A year and a and a bit. Yeah, it's just over a year. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. If you employ a manager like that, you see that through for better or for worse. Mm. If it ends in you know in another year and a half time, okay, you know. But at the moment, no manager can change the whole setup yeah. in a year and a bit. I agree. Yeah. It it takes longer and they've got to they've got to invest money on it in yeah. him this window and in the summer. It's gotta yeah. happen. It's and gotta, if, they, got if to. they don't do it, that would be probably worse than not spending any money on Poch. Because I, I find it difficult to know how Levy can survive this if this doesn't work for him because you know, it's almost felt like for the last two managers, it's been his last chance saloon. Uh, I don't know. You well, know, the problem is, of course, as an owner of the business, he isn't going anywhere. No, someone no. buys him. So, you know, if he wanted, he could just go and sit in a in a mud hut somewhere and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ignore what's going on. But he's still going to be the uh, the owner of the business. But yeah. So, so results. I'm going to say Palace game. I think we'll. It's away, isn't it? I think it'll be two-two. Um, I think Portsmouth, a terrible, terrible one-nil win. I I think Palace is going to be a two-one loss. I, I think it's tough at Selhurst. I don't think it's easy, and I'm not. I don't think we're going there with confidence. But I'm hoping it won't be like that. I'm hoping they'll change it round. They'll have a, a good chat with each other. But I'm surely they've been having these anyway. 
But will uh, Kane Paul... play him? I mean, if he gets one more card, he can't play the North London derby. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's a tricky one. So, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do there. Because uh, I don't think Bentinker is playing in that. And I'm not even sure Kulisewski's back for Palace either. So, yeah, they're having a, a, a te- I suspect he will play, but Bentinker definitely won't. And, you know, Richie's out for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Mora's out as well. So, mm. um, it's no great loss. <laughs> no, not really. Um, and then against Portsmouth, I think we're going to play a bit of a second string. I think we'll mm. see more of Hill playing and Sar. yeah. Mm. So um, hopefully they'll they'll get the win. But it was Morecambe last year, wasn't it, that mm. we we lost? Yeah, uh, went to that game. Yeah, and um, these things happen. That th- these teams are going to love it. They're absolutely going to yeah. love. Oh Canada's. God, yeah, you know. Um, nothing to lose, have they? Nothing to lose nothing. whatsoever, and they'll do everything they they can to unsettle us, especially if you've got a, a second string young side. Mm-hmm. So, um, welcome to twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's right. Happy days, <laughs> happy days. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, there's uh, there's alcohol and things like that. You know, yeah, heroin, LSD. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, so um, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. All right, keep taking. Uh, on that note. On that note, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I think we'll call it a day because Christ, you know, it's uh, it's going to be difficult otherwise. Okay, mate. Well, thanks okay. very much. And yep. um, and Coys. Oh, big shout yeah. out to Redemption Brewery and um, Totty Pie and Mash. Yep. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.